welcome to Bayer Cropcast with your technical field representatives from right around Australia. In this Cropcast, we'll give you a quick wrap-up of the season at hand and things to look out for, including events coming up around you and everything related to agronomy and growing healthy crops. We are passionate about the future of agriculture and crop protection, and we look forward to having you join us on Bayer Cropcast. Welcome to Bayer Cropcast. This is episode 18. My name's Craig White, I'm Market Development Agronomist with Bayer Australia and I'm over in South Australia at the moment at the beautiful University of Adelaide Waite Agricultural Campus and I'm catching up with my colleague here, Tim Murphy, Market Development Agronomist for South Australia. How are you Tim? Oh, g'day Whitey, yeah, welcome here to South Australia. It's good, uh, good to be here at the Waite on a beautiful day like today. Yeah, no, beautiful autumn day here. We've brought our uh, national team across, which is really great that they're going to be able to see some of the work that you've set up here with Peter Batsalis, Plant Science Consulting, um, this afternoon. And, of course, uh, once we get results coming off of those, it'll be really, really good to be able to uh, get that information out to listeners of Bayer Cropcast and crop advisors from all around the country. So what's going on in the glasshouse trials or the, the greenhouses that you've been working on here, Tim? Yeah, Whitey, what we've had here is we've got a um, two trials running. We're looking at what would happen if you apply Matino Complete to a um, group of both susceptible and resistant uh, or developing resistant um, populations of, uh, of plants, as well as we've got our new one, Infinity Ultra. Um, what we're looking there at those trials is we're looking at, uh, for the ryegrass, we're looking at what happens if you apply Matino Complete, either standalone or in mixes, when those plants are resistant to either a, a group 15, which is the old group K, or a group 3, the old group D. Um, so we're seeing what happens there to those annual ryegrass when you're uh, applying at different timings, so whether that be as a pre-emergent, a one to two leaf stage, or when you've missed that window and you're a bit late and that's, uh, crop, those weeds have started to tiller. The good thing we're also looking at there is what would happen in the similar situation with things like uh, sow thistle and um, wild radish. If you apply on those resistant populations, so whether you've got a group 4 resistance, which is the old eye, or a group 12, so the group F resistant, um, what would happen um, with Matino or um, Infinity Ultra on those resistant varieties and how it would be, um, what level of control you'd get. So. Yeah, Whitey, as you said, it's still sort of uh, playing through, but um, we're going to have a look at through it today, and uh, yeah, hopefully those results will be out shortly. Yeah, no, it looked really good when you took me in there early this morning. I was setting it up ready for our national team of agronomists, market development agronomists, uh, to come together. Uh, things were looking great. You can see some really big differences there, and time of application was really important as well, Tim. You might just want to talk about how timing's played into it, especially with Matino Complete. Yeah, look, it really shows up that messaging that we've been talking about of when to apply Matino on, on something like an annual ryegrass. Um, this trial, which was run by Plant Science Consulting, so Pete and Sam have done an awesome job at uh, setting it up and getting these plants right on spot on timing, that when you apply Matino as either that, you know, onto an emerging ryegrass or a pre-emerged the, um, the ryegrass, we get really good control. Um, but even better, when you're applying it to a a one to two leaf annual ryegrass, and even some of the, um, you know, the, the south this and the wild radish, you're getting that really good initial knockdown when you're applying to small. What is really surprising out of these trials is when you go to that bigger stage, the Matino will do a bit of a job, 
but you do need to put something else in there. So whether that be an MCPA LVE or a um, bit of Brom, that gives you that knockdown and you'll get that control. But I suppose it comes back to our messaging, Craig, that we're really looking at go in, go early and get it onto that small stuff. So yeah, it's um, this trial really backs up what our messaging is. Yeah, really, really noticeable in that situation. Small weeds, as Tim said, really, really important. Uh, I could see it standing out extremely well, and we've captured a few photographs of that, but importantly also you've been working with some time-lapse cameras, Tim, which will really be interesting when we, uh, well, you finally put those together later on. Yeah, it's uh, time-lapse cameras. You've got to love those, Whitey. They, um, you sort of uh, set them and pray that you've got it all right and no one comes on and pulls a funny face in front of them or something like that just as it takes its photo. So have a look when we uh, post them up. Yeah, sure. And of course, Matino Complete, the new one from Bayer this year at Matino Complete uh, on Google or go to crop.bayer.com.au and get a lot more information from there about that. It just is important to note, Tim, that at the time of recording this podcast, Infinity Ultra, the product we mentioned that is for broadleaf weed control in cereal crops, is not currently registered. An application for registration has been made. An exciting one to keep an eye out for. So that's all really interesting. And also, while we're here in South Australia, Tim, I'd like to talk a bit about, or have you talk a little bit about the TrueFlex and Roundup Ready canola now. It's been grown in other states for a number of years but 2021 was the first year of of TrueFlex and Roundup Ready crops being grown commercially. Um, tell us a bit about how the first season went and what you saw. Yeah thanks Whitey. Um, look this year was the first uh, year that Australia, South Australia was able to come into the uh, the 21st century and actually look at this this stuff and it was really good. Well it was 2021, 21st. <laughs> yeah no. Yeah, no, Whitey, it was good that we could finally grow the, um, the crop here in South Australia. And what I was really impressed with is the number of growers that actually had a look at it, but only in a small, small area. And I think that was key that last year a lot of growers get a little bit into your, into your system, work out whether it's good for your system, look at what's happened in other states and sort of and fit it in. So, look, last year we had, it was about 11% of the area or the canola growing area in South Australia went down to either True Flex or Roundup Ready Canola. And from what I've heard is a lot of growers were very happy with it. They were happy with that price at the end of the year, as, as most people were happy with the uh, canola price going uh, on last year. But the, um, the good thing was that we had a really hard start to the year last year. We had a lot of dry conditions leading up to the uh, to the season, and a lot of that canola went in went in dry. And I suppose the feedback I'm getting from growers was that using TrueFlex canola really gave them the confidence that they could go out there and dry seed. And when they got that rain to to germinate the crop and also the weeds, they knew they had a spray that they could go in there and take out any of um any of the escapes and things like that. And that really played through last year. And everyone that did that sort of early spray got a really good result and um, we're quite happy with how that went. Yeah, so Tim, that sounds like a really uh, important use of the tool. Of course, we always recommend where possible to you know, bring Roundup Ready and TrueFlex uh, into the system alongside other you know, weed control methods always in all parts of the rotation. Uh, but of course, with Roundup Ready and particular TrueFlex, the newer one, the, the next generation one that Bayer launched 
um, only a year or two ago. That's really brought about, as it calls it, TrueFlex or flexibility to be able to, to really use that product well into the crop's life, uh, use crop competition as long, alongside the, the uh, technology. But were there some other tweaks, you know, did you notice last year that were needed with it? And, you know, what was the experience like? Did you have to add anything to it? Or just, just give listeners a little bit of insight on what happened in South Australia, especially with that dry start. Yeah, we, um, what we sort of came across at the start of the year was the messaging around this sort of use of glyphosate in crop, which is what you're allowed to do with the, the TrueFlex system. But what we wanted to look at was how to manage and um, hold off the potential development of any, any resistance to either glyphosate. And look, in South Australia, we also do have a, a level of um, clethodon resistance out there. So what we're looking at is how do we manage that in a canola crop? And our, our key messaging to that for that first spray in crop was to go in with a, with a Roundup Ready PL as well as a clethodon. And that brought multiple modes of action in on that first spray. And it was, was really good. This was backed up in a systems trial I had uh, in the mid-north where we looked at with and without pre-emergence and all these other different types of um, mixes on that uh, two to four leaf spray as well as then when do you spray and how often. And probably from that trial, my take-home message in there is that really whatever you do, put a pre-em up front. So whether that be some propizamide or overwatch, doesn't really matter, but use a pre-em. And then your first spray, make sure it's that mix of clethodon plus Roundup Ready PL. And then really after that, it's just if you ever need those sprays. So if you get a rainfall that gets a germination, then use it. Don't use it because you can use it because you need to and you apply it on those weeds when they were small and I think that's the you know all the trials I did last year that was probably the one message that came out was multiple modes and only spray when need be so it was a really good um, good trial from last year. Yeah, sounds really good and a good good range of varieties now with the Roundup Ready or TrueFlex technology and more technologies coming along uh, from a number of, of uh, seed providers or seed companies. So that's going to be really, really good to bring in as a whole system. And as you said, multiple modes of action uh, and all those sorts of things really important. What sort of questions are you being asked now? And I, I know you've been doing some updates coming into a new season, 2022. What are some of the key things you've been asked and what are you gonna, uh, how are you going to answer those, Tim? Yeah, look, it's, um, it's quite interesting. Um, you use a, a, a crop or a, um, a variety of uh, TrueFlex that is um, not going to be, uh, or you can apply glyphosate over the top of it. And it, you'd be amazed the number of questions I got at, um, just as they, that crop was flowering and you know, starting to set the seed of, uh, can I spray glyphosate over here to shut that crop down and get it ready for harvest? And um, I suppose that's the main thing, the main issue we've got now is how to get it ready for harvest, how to get that seed nice and ripe. And um, I think this is where we're going to see a lot more windrowing coming back into South Australia. It's going to be a reduction in that direct heading um, and probably more, a lot more windrowing. So that was probably near the end of the year, that was the main question. The other one we got was because of that dry start to the season, was we got a lot of how do I time my spray? And really with the gaps we had in the, um, due to the dry start in the crop, we had to really try and time that spray to when we had the weed germination in those gaps. And sometimes if you're a Roundup Ready system, you'd actually, you know, by the time you got that germination, you had plants above that six leaf stage, so you couldn't apply. But that's where that TrueFlex last year really came into its own because you could push it out to um, the, the flowering stage and you could get that full control. So, yeah, look, I think last year was a great learning year. 
And um, yeah, well, that's reflected by this year. There's a lot more people coming into the system for finding it's good in their, their, um, their spray program and their rotation package. And we've really been able to get some of these bad ryegrass blocks nice and clean in that canola phase and um, get it going. Yep, great questions and as always the Bayer team is available to help answer those with the knowledge that we build up over time Tim and really really good but there's also the website of course if you look for crop.bayer.com.au you can find heaps of information about Roundup Ready and Truefex Canola on there. Yeah and actually just the last point on why you're looking on that website if you go into um, the Truflex Canola site um, through those links and go to the events page there is actually, if you need to do your accreditation, under the events you can do a on-demand um, accreditation or more importantly, contact myself and um, we can go through it. So it'll be uh, yeah, a good season. Yeah, really good, Tim. Thanks very much. And yeah, we can be uh, contacted via that webpage or if you have a look in the podcast show notes, I'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to get our Twitter handles and contact details through there. Hey, and Whitey, one really good thing that we've changed this year from my point, my Twitter handle is now a lot easier to find. Instead of uh, all these noughts and zeros and numbers, it's now just a simple Tim Murphy ag. And that's, yeah, you'll find me on that one. Okay, so Tim Murphy ag, you've got that. And mine is at photo by CW, photo by CW. Everyone knows I love a bit of photography, which is why that's in there, but very easy to find. So get in touch with Tim or I, and we'll always be able to put you in touch with the right person or find that information uh, that, that you need. Now, Tim, anything else you want to talk about while we're here at the, the wait today? Any other comments about what you think the season's shaping up to look like? Got your crystal ball polished? Oh, that's always a very dangerous question there, Whitey. Um, look, I'd, I'd love to say that this year we're probably going into the season with one of the, the fullest profiles out there because we've had a really good um, summer rains. We've had some really good knockdowns in crop. We've had some fun knockdowns on things like potato weed, but that's another story for another, another cast. Um, yeah, I actually think South Australia, if things keep going this way, should be good. I do hope that being a Murphy, that's not the kiss of death, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens. Thanks. No worries. Thanks, Tim. And as always, we'll be doing a lot more Bayer Cropcasts throughout 2022. There's also a horticultural podcast if you're looking for that. Plenty of information on our website, crop.bayer.com.au. But for now, we'll wrap this one up. And Tim Murphy, thank you very much for being on Bayer Cropcast. Yeah, thanks, Whitey. We'll catch you then, guys. Thanks for joining us on Bayer Cropcast. To get more information about anything you heard on today's episode, phone 1800 804 479 to get in touch with us or visit the web at crop.bayer.com.au. Thanks for listening.